Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Weird World Podcast. Today we have me, Dean. I'm Jack. Me, Carrie. Me, Carrie. And me, Carrie is going to... <laughs> that'd be a cool name, actually. You should change your name illegally to me, Carrie. No, M-I hyphen Carrie. Let's okay. do it. Think about it. Think about it. That's all I ask. All right. Carrie is going to regale us. She's going back to her roots here. What are my roots, Dean? Uh, the psychological stuff, criminal stuff, kind of a thing, you know. This is neither of those. I don't this think is you pretty psychological. Uh, maybe I don't know what the topic is. You don't. <laughs> I, I you this... do know what the topic is, but you're confused. Maybe I'm confused. Is uh-huh. it? I, it's kind of psychological, isn't it? No. Okay, never mind. I'm just going to go ahead and let Carrie talk now. Okay. The audience cheers. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. We're going to start here in 1984. Happens to be the year I graduated from high school. A man named Sylvan. Right. Do you writing it down for your timeline there, Dean? You wouldn't, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. No. Um, a man named Silvano. He was. That I'm going to write down, but I don't know how to spell it. Just exactly as it sounds. I don't know how it sounds. Oh my God. Silvano? Yeah. It okay. Matter. Then I do. He was a, a nice, affluent Italian gentleman mm. who happened to be enjoying a cruise with. I don't know who he was with, but he was enjoying a cruise <laughs> when the family curse struck him. He was 53 years old. 53. He had striking red hair. What year is that? She said. You, you don't did? remember? You said what year? You should have written it down no, for the timeline. <laughs> what year is this? Oh, 1984. Bitch, 1984. Oh, no, I never heard you say that. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Did you hear me say it was the year I graduated from high school? Oh, you know, I did hear yeah. that. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a short term memory issue right there. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have an explanation for that in this podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Anyhow, he was actually on the ship's dance floor one evening, and he realized with some embarrassment that his the shirt of his tuxedo was drenched with sweat. Ew. This is how he knew. Family curse. Oh, no. Sweat, flop sweats? He, very is. sweaty. He was super worried. He looked at himself in the mirror and noticed that his pupils were little pinpoints. Oh, no. Pin, you know, which was another sign of his family's curse because he remembered. Uh, so he's, oh my God, he's a werewolf. Both, a werewolf? yes. No. Uh, both his like father him. and two sisters had the same mysterious illness, and these were two of the first symptoms. So, that, pupils and sweatiness mm-hmm. and fur on the palms. So, he knew this was Damn just it. the beginning for him. He knew things like tremors, impotence, and constipation wow. would come next. One of those is worse than the others. So and he's sweaty and furry and... <laughs> okay, you're putting the furry part in there. Oh, damn it. There's no fur whatsoever. Okay. But then he knew the, the worst symptom of all would eventually come, and that would be he would not be able to sleep. Almost total insomnia, and that it could last for months... And that he would ultimately... Months? Months. That's worse than Michael Jackson. And ultimately he would die from it. Die from insomnia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knew it was going to happen. Like I said, it happened to his father and a couple of his sisters. So he decided to send himself to the University of Bologna's sleep 
study. You say sent himself? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I picture like he put himself into a large box. He sealed it from the inside. Mm-hmm. He had it already addressed. Postage stamp and <laughs> yeah. everything. And then he was I on doubt his way. it. Okay. So when he got there, he told the doctors, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to stop sleeping. And within eight or nine months, I'm going to be dead. The doctors asked him, you know, this is over the phone first before he went in. They asked him, you know, how do you know? And he said, because. And he recited going back generations in his family. In every generation, he named the people who had this same fate and they all died. Lon Chaney, Michael Landon, (laughs) I believe Benicio Del Toro. All of these had this this fate. Well, he did die, just as he predicted, uh-huh. le- less than a couple of years later. But he did go to the sleep study place, and he allowed himself to be recorded and all that kind of stuff. So there is audio or, or video recordings of him. And he decided to leave his brain to science hmm. in the hopes that they could study it and try to figure out what this mysterious... Uh, yeah curse on his family was so this is an episode about insomnia it is kills? Mm-hmm. Kill it it is lethal insomnia fatal familial insomnia mm-hmm. is the name and it is a horrific thing but then think about it would you want to know Yes. I mean, what if this was in your family? I would want to know. I would not want to know. Because what if you, what if, because hear me out. If you have kids, yes, yes. I you guess, should know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But you'd like to then, how about this? You're just neutered at a young age what? and not told that you're going to die from insomnia, maybe. So you can't have kids, hear me out, and you still can live a normal life. Because I wonder how much of it is like you start getting this these symptoms and you think to yourself, okay, I'm never going to sleep again. And you talk yourself into never sleeping again. You can't do that. No. Your body, if you don't have this, <laughs> your body will eventually shut down and you'll go to sleep. Hmm. Didn't work for Michael Jackson. He had to use anesthetic. Well, he had other issues going no. on. He didn't have fatal familial insomnia. Oh, my God, but he was a werewolf, <laughs> as you recall from Thriller. So there is a connection. Well, anyway, this particular family, they're Italian, as I said. And they have... I don't think you said that. She did say it, but she sounded angry just now that reminded us that she said it. All right. Yeah. I did say that Solano was an Italian man. Oh, because that's Because I true. remember thinking, I wish she I would do surmised. the entire episode in an Italian accent, in a bad <laughs> American-Italian accent. I, I, well... You? you won't? Okay. No. And can trace their family history back to the 18th century. Mm. And we're going to talk about their history but also, this family, uh, we don't use any last names because we don't know their last names. Solano. They, they have remained anonymous. Really? Yes. It's well, like that family yeah. in Mexico where they get the, I'm not saying this on purpose, but the werewolf fur on their face. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we, I've seen pictures of them. But we know who they are. They're, they're, they, in fact, they've been in shows and things like that. And they, well, yeah. it's pretty hard to remain anonymous when you have fur all over your body. Yeah. Well, it's pretty hard to remain anonymous when you can't sleep either, too. Maybe not. No, not at all. It's really I, not. Can we give them my last name? How about Trattoria? No, they oh don't need a last God. name. Well, um, Pizzeria. Savads. They're from the Venice area, so they do call them the, I don't know. Venetian? <laughs> no, not Venetian. I don't know what, what name they call them. Well. But some, <laughs> something about Venice. Yeah, Venetian. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. It's this. It's the same thing you just said. And we're going to shout out the writer of a book. His name is D.T. Max. Yeah. And you D.T. Max couldn't sleep. Yep, the family that couldn't sleep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heard of this? Oh, I. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Jack's going to be helpful. D.T. Max. I like. That's a cool name. Yeah. It is. Two X's. No. Uh, no. Uh, should be two X's. Just one. D.T. It's an. It's Add an, an X. Name. His name. But first, let's talk about sleep. Let's talk about sleep, okay. baby. What happens to your body and your brain when you sleep, Jack? Do you know? No, you got the papers. You tell me. <laughs> it's you don't bring me on things. to do it the rebuilds. work. Your it brain recovers. Your brain cycles through REM and <laughs> non-REM sleep. REM is rapid eye movement. We know that. The first part of the cycle is the non-REM sleep, and there's four stages. The first stage is like, you know, in between being awake and falling asleep. It's when mm. you're falling asleep. Mm. The second is light sleep and your heart rate and breathing regulate and your body temperature drops. And then the third and fourth stages are the deep sleep. And REM, you know, you always hear that that's like the most important part of your sleep, yeah. right? Like your deepest sleep. And I guess that's when you're you're um, dreaming, right? Mm-hmm. It actually isn't the most important part, really, of your sleep. Yep, the important part of sleep is for learning and memory. <laughs> you look so confused. Well, I, I, yeah. And and it's the non REM sleep that's more important for that part. Is it the one after REM? Because it's light sleep, then REM, and then deep sleep. That's not REM. Anything that's not REM is non-REM sleep. Well, no, he says it's like four stages, so yeah. it could be the stage after REM, but not the same as light sleep preceding REM. It's not that complicated. I don't know, but also you <laughs> cycle through, so after... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It goes, the, non, non, the non-REM stage has those four sub-stages. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. in sequential order. And, and then, then you have you, a stage of REM, yeah, and then you can I go know. back to and then you go back sleep. to non-REM. Yeah, yeah. in that same okay. one that, that, through not, four. Yeah. Okay. I know all those things. Okay, I'm a sleep you expert. didn't act like you did. And no. all the good but, stuff that's happening to your brain and your body is in the non-REM part, yeah, not so that the it, REM part where you're dreaming. I know. So that implies that, uh, say, there's four stages. One of them is REM. All the others are better, better for you than REM. That's what you're implying. I suppose. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. I'll bet you one of them is better for you. Well, that's highly likely. I'm going to call a sleep person. But I don't know why it's so important to you. Or right I could just ask someone who works at a mattress store. Mm-hmm. And anyway, you um, you cycle through like three or four times every night. and If you get a full night's sleep. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, you... you, you yes, that was implied. That can yeah, be well, inferred. I never. I bet you I don't make all those cycles. Well, yeah, Almost I know. never. You're not normal in a lot of ways. Thanks. Um, you need a healthy amount of sleep, Dean, and you might want yeah. to listen to this. I know. It's vital for brain plasticity, which is the brain's ability to adapt to input. If you sleep too little, you're unable to process what you've learned during the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll have trouble remembering it. They worked in fine the future. for Trump. Oh my god. That's why. You know, like when you're in high school and college and you got to figure out, do I stay up all night and study and then sleep a little bit and then wake up and go take the test? Or do I go to sleep early, wake up early, study, and then go take the test? Based on this, what do you think is the better thing to do? The last one. 
You're not even paying attention. I th- <laughs> no, the first one. It's better to study. One? Oh, yeah. Okay. Read everything that you okay. need to read okay. right before you go to sleep. Yes. Go to sleep. Yeah. That's Get when your encoded. brain processes it. What? And then it's easier for you to remember it the next day. If you wake up early, study, 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 your brain doesn't have time to process everything. Yep. Yes, before you take the but test. What are you going to say? The first part implies that what if you have to stay up till four in the morning and only get three hours of sleep? That's not Well, obviously, either. don't do that. Well, and that's, that's, you know, understand <laughs> cramming then. That's not how it works. You're doing it because you don't have enough time. So neither is good. That's probably still better than waking up early and trying to study right yeah. before taking the test. Okay. Three hours of sleep is still time yeah. for your brain to probably go through a, a cycle, cycle or two. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. You are wrong. So anyway. <laughs> Face Dean. That's Carrie being vicious right there. (laughs) Face Dean. Real competitive. Researchers also believe that sleep may promote the removal of waste products from brain cells. Mm -hmm. That sounds kind of gross. Something that... It's like brain poop? Yeah. Yeah. Occurs less efficiently when the brain is awake. Sleep is also important to the rest of the body, not just the brain. Symptoms of depression, seizures, high blood pressure, and migraines are worse when you don't sleep well enough. Your immunity is compromised, and it so increases the likelihood that you're going to get sick. And it also plays a role in your metabolism, which we hear so all everything. the time. Mm-hmm. Damn. Even one night of missed sleep can create a pre-diabetic state in an otherwise healthy person. I've seen some sleep Nazis wrote some of this stuff. That sounds like exaggeration. Well, As sleep okay. Nazis known as doctors and researchers. People and trying people to get you have, to be healthier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those people, yes. Sleep Nazis. Gross. So that's everything about sleep, about how important it is. So obviously it makes sense that when you cannot sleep for whatever reason, I mean literally cannot sleep, it's going to have horrific consequences yeah. for your body. Uh, so let's go back to poor Silvano's family. Silvano Venezia. Mm-hmm. That's not his last name. Shut up. But anyway, uh, this family can be traced back to Venice, back to 1764, mm. with a doctor. No one knows this guy's name. How does no one ever figure these people out their name in all these years? It doesn't get written down. Huh. Yeah. Well, this doctor was... Fairly wealthy. He had land both in Venice and Veneto, which is in the countryside. And he was highly respected, well thought of, all that kind of stuff. In late 1964, this doctor hadn't been sleeping well. Wait, what? What year did you just say? Oh, did I say 1764? Sorry. I got confused. I was like, wait, what? Time traveler. He hadn't been (gasps) sleeping well, and this is documented. He, and he started to think, you know, something might be wrong. He was a doctor. Mm-hmm. His wife thought his eyes looked glassy, and he had been particularly sweaty. Mm-hmm. In fact, his the sweat had been soaking through his bedclothes onto the sheets. <sighs> but he wasn't hot. His yeah, body wasn't hot at that's all. That's bad. Mm-hmm. He never slept Somehow. that night, the first night that this happened. But he still, you know, got up in the morning and went about, his routine, thinking, okay, I'll be able to, I'll be tired and I'll be able to sleep. He still, next night, he still couldn't sleep. He went for a few weeks without ever really sleeping. Yeah. And so he checked with his, you know, doctor colleagues that he knew 
And this is the 1700s. Yeah, this they is when they're still bleaching each other. Yeah, so, let me cut you open and yeah. bleach you all over the floor. Yeah, well, your four humors might be out of balance. Well, That's all we can tell you. They could only suggest that he needed more time in fresh air, in the fresh air. Of course, so, humors. Yeah, miasma. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what they they're uh, the what people what doctors thought about sleep in those days was that it like it all everything went through your heart had something to do with the heart, not the brain. Hmm. They didn't think about it. Uh, so anyway. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Blood, mm-hmm. everything. So then he began to feel stiff, like his whole body was kind of stiff. And his, like he's dead. And his, not really, not that stiff. Rigor mortis. <laughs> but his movements were a little bit weird and stuff. And then, of course, he became very anxious, which yeah. anxiety, I think, happens to everybody who can't sleep. Get yeah. ready, sir. Yeah. Is, is this the beginning of the environmental movement? No. Because it's not werewolves. No. Damn it. By 1765, so less than a year later, he was completely bedridden. One night he'd be cool, the next night he'd be burning hot, but no matter what his body temperature was, he was always sweating profusely. Mm. He became confused. One night he almost walked out of his bedroom window. Wow. Doctors tried treating him with a concoction called treacle. I didn't look it up. It's treacle. Isn't yeah. that a dessert? Yeah, it's not that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has something to do with... It's delicious, with, but it's not helping me sleep. With like viper stuff and... Viper what? stuff? Uh, yeah. Like venom? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And opium. Well, okay. uh, there it is. So which they thought, you know, uh, one byproduct of giving him this concoction with opium it would be that it would make him sleep. It did not. Damn. He did not sleep. So, as you might guess, he died. Yeah. And the they said the cause of his death was, quote, organic defect of the heart sac. Wow. No, <laughs> not the heart sac. It's not, is there a heart sac? It's not even a heart sac. It's not a thing, is it? Uh, no. They're... I, you know, never heard of there the might sack. be, but what is it? It's just a bunch of muscles. That's what okay. they call the lung. They're ventricles. The heart sacs, you know. It's well, not I sacs. know, but there's like lining, isn't there? Around the your ventricles, heart, the, the 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 pericardium. Yeah, that's like a maybe, membrane. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Jack's maybe. just making up words. Bitch, you know what the membrane is. Mm-hmm. You were well, worried about the word membrane. In the yes, <laughs> insane in the brain. Well, so anyway. In the generations that followed, members of this family would die at random by this deadly insomnia at a fairly young age. Doctors were baffled. The family was considered unlucky, and they thought they were cursed. Yeah, who'd you piss off? Five years after this doctor died, his nephew, Giuseppe, was born. Giuseppe Giuseppe. Venezio. This is 1770. Giuseppe is Italian for Jerry, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He grew up in his uncle's countryside palazzo. Yeah. But during his lifetime, I guess Venice came under the control of of Austria? Sure not. I'm not surprised. They did something which resulted in Venice turning into a swamp. The Austrians did? Uh Uh-huh. A swamp in Venice, you know? Uh Well, it's pretty swampy. Yeah. They don't dredge it out. Well... Yeah. Maybe it's because of the Austrians. But anyway. So it just fell into disrepair. Yes. Because of the Austrians. So uh-huh. now you're just slamming Austria. Yep. Well, okay. it, there's not the current Austrians. Correct. They're different times, different empire. So you're saying uh, Archduke mm-hmm. Ferdinand deserved to die. 
Is that what you're saying? No. Sure. It sounds like that's what you're saying. I don't think he had anything to do with this, okay. actually. Right. I think since it was probably way before hundreds he of was years. Born. Mm-hmm. So you're saying they deserved to be taken over by Nazi Germany in 19 in the Anschluss of 1938? I think is that what you're saying? Is that what no. you're saying? It sounds like that. But because of this, there was lots of illness, malnutrition, disease, etc. Mm-hmm. So Giuseppe. Tried to keep Why working the land. Why is she saying Giuseppe? Giuseppe. No, I like it when she says, she just sort of overpronounces the vowel. She thinks she's speaking Hawaiian. She's Giada, Giada de Laurentiis. <laughs> what the, how do you guys say it? Giuseppe. Oh, Giuseppe Venise. Or just Jerry is fine. Giuseppe. 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 He worked the land and supported his family. Uh, in 1828, one of his teenage sons, Costanzo, <laughs> died. Oh, yeah, that's very as young. a teenager of with this dementia-like from... symptoms. Whoop! There it is. So, but he was not sleeping. He died from this. Yes, Does he did die of yeah. this. He was not mal- malnourished, but that was what the official diagnosis hmm. was. Because, so, there, because, like I said, there was a lot of that going on. People were getting sick, oh, and there was uh, a lot of malnutrition and stuff. Yes, Dean. What? So okay, I was just going to ask, that wasn't the disease. I just put him in that category because it was easy. It was an yes. Idiot. Okay. And they had no idea. Yeah. Giuseppe died the very same year with very similar symptoms at the age of 57. Uh, Stop <laughs> laughing at me. We can't. It's hard. <laughs> Giuseppe That's had two sons left. Oof. Ah. <laughs> so they're all being well, left out. Bad. So are they, all, are they having kids? These sons? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because one of the sons left, Angelo, died in his 60s. Okay. But same disease that his brother had died of as a teenager and his mm-hmm. father died of at 57. The fourth remaining son named Vincenzo, he died at the age of 58, but of cancer. Oh, lucky so he got lucky. So, yeah, so he did not die. Or I, I said four <laughs> Wait, sons. what, bitch? I mean, he did not die of the family curse. Yeah. He did not die. Yeah. He's immortal. He's still living to this day. <laughs> so two of the sons died of that. Um, Vincenzo, the one that died of cancer, he had six children. Jesus. That <gasps> How many had it? That lived into adulthood. And? They had more kids, but they died as, as little kids. Vincenzo married... A, a woman from a different area who happened to have red hair. Mm. And their first son named Angelo, they named him Angelo. He died in 1901 in his mid 30s. Um, they had a daughter named Karina. She died in 1906 in her 40s. And a son, Giovanni, died in 1913 in his 40s. And Antonio in 1926 in his 50s. And people thought that. This family, I mean, you know, they weren't terribly young, 30s, some 30s and 40s is kind of young. But <laughs> but people in town thought that uh, because he married a red-haired mm. woman, it was a curse because of her red hair. Oh, my that's God. That's not, you know, it's not a, a bad theory. <laughs> what kind of shit saying. is that? Well, uh, red hair was, you know. Seen as the devil? Maybe. Well, records from the time rare. list all different causes of death for those four kids, but they actually all died of the same family disease. All of them did, huh? Oopsie. Uh-huh. And how were they? So that's four out of six kids. Yikes. That's in not their good 30s odds. and 40s. Died of that. 30s and 40s, one in his 50s. Okay, so they're dying. They're rarely dying really young, but they're not dying super late mostly. No, and the problem with that is 
Except for the one t- guy that yeah. died in his teens. Yeah. The problem with that is they can produce kids. They live long enough to on. have kids before yeah. they die. Mm-hmm. I think. I, so what you're saying, Carrie, is that the whole family needs to be neutered. No, that's no, not what I'm sounds saying. Sounds like what that's okay. And this family, remember, they started out fairly wealthy with the doctor in 1764. Well, you know, as subsequent generations go by. Obviously, stuff happens to world wars and all that kind of stuff. But the family grew less wealthy generation after generation, partly because of the relatively early deaths. Sure. Earning power, Mm -hmm. something like that. (laughs) Yes. Doctors never connected all of these cases together. Good God. Nope. How? It it makes sense. No. That they might not. If they were all, it seems as though they were all identified as different things during mm-hmm. their lives. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. They, yeah. they knew about it. I thought the family knew about it, though, didn't they? Uh, they knew of it as a curse, but they didn't. That they, what, but they're wait, not the family thinking. must know that all these forebears died from stop being a, not being able to sleep. Not all of them. They must, that they could still continue the family lineage. I know, but within the family, I'm just saying they knew the cause of death was not sleeping. They had to well, that. that's only one, Dean. They know of all the other stuff that's happening too. The dementia. Yeah. The the sweating. No, I'm saying within the family. Yes. Yes, so yeah. are we. We are too. Okay. So the causes of death were listed. One common one was pellagra, which is malnutrition, which was very common in the area at the time. Dementia or encephalitis lethargica. Ooh. Which was a plague that was spread over Europe in the 1900s. The craziest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's where you just go into a complete catatonic state, more or less, right? Yeah, it was called Locked sl- in. Sleeping yeah. Sickness. That's, yeah. the, that's the, uh, the Robin Williams movie. Awakenings? Yeah, Awakenings. Is it really? Oh. They, they found, I think it was oh, El yes, Topa, yes. and they yes, came El out Topa. of it, but mm-hmm. it didn't last very long. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that's basically the opposite of what their problem was. They couldn't yeah. sleep. It's very Parkinson's-like, but in young people, which is so crazy. Well, so then after World War I, the swamps of Venice were (laughs) dried up by public works projects, and the general death toll started to decrease in the area, not so much um, malnutrition and encephalitis lethargica and stuff like that. So that made the family's deaths start to stand out a little bit more Hmm. and started the gossip and they started to talk about the family's curse. The rumor mill. But as far Mm -hmm. as, but this curse is based on, they have a lot of people dying relatively young. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And of similar-ish things? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the sweating and the, all that. Yeah. One of, yeah. One of Vincenzo's grandsons, uh, Pietro was his name. He was born in 1894. He was not wealthy, but he was ambitious. He kind of became like a politician, kind of. And he was successful. In 1920, he got married and had five children. In 1943, a sudden stiffness struck him, and he soon was kind of paralyzed and was confined to a hospital bed. One of his daughters wrote, to her brother that their father had lost his mind, said he barely speaks, and when he does, he doesn't make any sense. When he sleeps, he makes little movements because his nerves are never calm. He rubs his hands and says he has pins and needles. And while it seems like he's asleep, but when he wakes up, he's even more tired. 
than he was before. So he actually wasn't ever really sleeping. So is he not telling people, I can't sleep? Is that, that's just, this is where I'm getting confused. It seems like all these people who die and who really die, I don't care what the medical authorities claim they died from. Right. They know they really stopped sleeping before they died. Yes. They, they, okay. So yeah. it seems like the family would know that. That's why I was trying to get that a minute ago. The family would know that it wasn't encephalitis, blah, blah, blah. It was these, my uncle, my grandpa, whatever, yeah. stopped sleeping for the year or two before they died. And, yeah. Okay. So. I doubt they made the connection to sleep because back really? then we didn't know sleep was in, as important as we do today. So they just thought that was a side coincidence. Yes. But, but uh, after a yeah. while, though, it was I, so common. I don't think yeah. so. I don't Apparently think so either. Not. I'm sure wow. they thought it was just a symptom. Like everything else was a symptom. Okay. And like this daughter said, it looked like her father was sleeping. They yeah. And they can look like they're sleeping. Yeah, which is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, just lay down and close their eyes. Exactly. And they go into that like weird catatonic state that you mentioned. Uh-huh. Hmm. And lots of times they do think, like she says, he he's, makes little movements because he, he can never calm his nerves. What they're doing is they're it's it's almost like they're in REM sleep, where it's it's where like when you dream. But why they're awake? They're kind of semi awake, oh. and and the little movements they're making yeah. are um, they're like acting out things they do during their li- during uh. their normal day to day thing. Like in the video of Silvano in the sleep study thing, there's video of him. It looks like he's combing his hair. Hmm. He just does little movements. And this is like at night when he's trying to sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is yep. sort of this quasi-sleep state that Yes, he's but in. it's it's the yeah. sleep where it's not restorative. Yeah. You're, it's not okay. where, yeah. And because when you're in deep sleep, I know when you're in REM sleep, your body shuts, your brain shuts down your body so you don't. But theirs isn't I, able to. Yeah, so they never get to that stage uh-huh. where they, okay. It is, it is, it seems like an REM stage but it's not yeah. it's not complete something's not going right because yeah. Yeah. their bodies aren't shutting down and because they are still doing the movements yep. of whatever it was they were doing oh. which probably explains why the one guy tried to walk out of his bedroom window that, yeah so like i said uh that's sleepwalk so sleepwalkers are sleepwalkers having a problem with that too mm-hmm. their, yeah. bro- their body's not triggering that thing that makes mm-hmm. you the paralysis yep. yeah but they're still getting to sleep. Yeah, that's the difference. So that's different, but they are still that is just that cycles. small part of it. Because yeah. they go through the other stages the first part, of the sleep. non-REM yeah. cycles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The alpha, beta waves. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So, while she said she thought he seemed like he was asleep, he never truly was asleep. He, you know, but he he was trying to rest. Doctors diagnosed him with encephalitis, but his daughter knew that that was wrong. That was their go-to. Yeah. I mean, he, it makes a little bit of sense. There's some similarities, but... Yeah, but it isn't. It's not that. Mm-mm. So when that struck him, it was 1943. He died in 1944 at the age of 49, and the official cause of death was listed as hypertension. What <laughs> was the like, fuck? why? Lipitor. <laughs> in 1973, so that was Pietro. In 1973, his youngest daughter, Assunta, Pietro, by the way, was Silvano's father. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, so we're getting mm-hmm. closer to yep. now. So Asunta would have been Silvano's sister. And so in 1973, this was the, the youngest child of Pietro. She decided to go up into the attic 
and just hang out there. Hey. She was having all the same symptoms that her, her father had and, know. you know, several other family members that she could remember. So she knew she, that she, she was, was not gonna sleep. that she was next. She told her niece that she felt like a marionette whose puppeteer had dropped its strings. Uh, Ew. That's mm-hmm. very Italian. evocative, oh. but doesn't make sense, but I like it. Well, that summer, they decided to take her to the hospital where they initially diagnosed her with Meniere's disease. Mm-hmm. And sure. that's Don't patronize me. I, don't, I know what that is. Go ahead and tell the audience, though. Um, dizziness and sweating spells are... Or dizzy spells and sweatiness are symptoms of that. I always thought Meniere's disease was um, the cause of vertigo. A lot of people's vertigo. And that was simply because, you know, a couple of her symptoms matched. She did not have Meniere's disease. Her they niece, didn't have Dr. House at this time. No, nope, they anywhere. didn't. Uh, she had a, a young niece named Lisi, And Lisi was studying to be a nurse. She knew that her aunt did not have Meniere's disease because that would not explain the insomnia. So then they transferred her to another thought that Asunta had been lying to the doctors and what her problem was alcoholism. And, what? you know, the sweating and the, all this stuff was just signs of her... Boozing. Well, the alcohol puts you to sleep. Not having the booze. That's what happens when oh, you're the withdrawal. The withdrawal. Got it. Which, of course, her family knew. No, she's not a secret alcoholic. Mm, she's up in the attic. Well, and in early 1974, Asunta died. Mm. And right before she died, she still knew what was going on. She knew who she was. She recognized her family. She knew exactly what her fate was going to be, which is kind of awful. Did others not know? You know, did they were dement? They did. There was dementia, like yeah, that teenager. Some of them, he had yeah. dementia. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's because your mind is just corroding. You're never well, sleeping. Your mind's not. Yes. Your brain's not getting repaired, Basically. and you just Lack you of, lose your yes. cognitive functions. And mm-hmm. really, yeah, that would be awful. So you're you're you're. There's some more to it. It's physical and mental disrepair. No, the it's neurologic. all physical. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a neurological. Neurological. No, I mean, but, but, it's not. I don't know what you mean by mental. But your body is breaking down as well. Your body is 100 And your cognitive functions down. are breaking down as well. Yes. That's as a result of the neurological. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. I wouldn't call that psychological. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So, like I said, this niece, Lisi, was studying to be a nurse, and she was engaged to a young man, Ignacio, who was studying to be a doctor. They decided they were going to investigate all the deaths in her family and try to get to the bottom mm. of the family's curse. Because obviously they figured out it was medical. So they both had to go to school. Okay. <laughs> and Ignacio observed the aunt's autopsy. There was nothing abnormal about her brain. I guess, you know, they weigh it and all that kind of stuff, and they can tell if I, I'm assuming... Did they cut it open? Looks like, fine. Nice yes. and gray, wrinkly. Yeah. Next. And people who die of um, like uh, Alzheimer's and stuff, I think their brains, you can tell. Yeah. It's shaped like a softball. I mean, like with the stitching and everything. It's yellow. It's a bright yellow. <laughs> Fact. Um, her autopsy was, they were able to come to no conclusions. Hmm. 
about how she died. But they really chopped up her brain and stuff, and so they couldn't tell by just looking at it. Please stop making the choppy motions. What was wrong with this? That's disconcerting. (laughs) Chop, chop, chop. She's doing brain choppy motions. Chopping up the brain. I I don't like that. In 1978, another one of Lisey's aunts, Perina, also started to show symptoms. Perina. Cat food. Okay. All right. Perina. Lisey and Ignacio told them she, that... Did she have furry paws, Perina? N- no. No? Okay. That it was an... Uh, told them... Hello. I had a typo. But yes, <laughs> that it was an, this unknown illness. Ignacio... So she died. Perina died. Yes. Okay. Ignacio sent samples of Perina's tissues to a famous German neurologist in Geneva. He didn't want them to do an autopsy on her like they did on Asunta where they chop up her brain and all that kind of stuff. So he he actually noticed plaques mm-hmm. in her brain. The German researcher in Switzerland. No, Ignacio. Oh, Ignacio. Okay. And they were clusters of dead proteins, which is what plaques are. Sure. Right, Jack? Sure. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, dead, obviously. I mean. Yeah. Denatured. So noticed these scattered around her brain tissue. So the doctor in Germany noticed a similarity to the brain tissue of a patient who had Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Oh, was that Matt Cow? <gasps> yes. It is? Yes, it is. Damn. Pulled that one. Good job, Dean. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. CJD. You just say CJD. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the plaques. CJD the patients have the, the, the plaques, just too. Just say Matt Cow. It's way better. No, name. say no. CJD. No, say Metco. No, don't say Metco. I'm going to have to insist on Then I'm going to say Metco every time you say CJD. But the damage to Perina's brain was in the thalamus, and CJD Mad-cow. doesn't affect the thalamus. Hmm. The plaques are in a different different parts of their brains. And at this point, this is only 1979. Only 179 patients had ever been diagnosed with CJD. Medco. So That's it was fairly, fairly early. Both CJD Medco. and the Venetians' mysterious illness were caused by a part of the body that for some reason turned against itself, a protein gone rogue Ooh, known as never good. prions. Prions. How do you spell that? P-R-E-O-N? Nope. I-O-N. P-R-I-O-N. And prions are proteins. Yep. yep. Okay. And they're going rogue. Yes. So they're like, okay. They kind of attack themselves. So CJD, mad cow, mad cow disease. For no, Dean. it's not. It has nothing to do with cows. That's well, a different disease entirely. Mad cow. Variant. Oh, really? Yeah. VCJD. Oh, okay. Mad cow. Mad cow would be a good ice cream. No, not that. Different. Oh. Okay. Related, but different. I would buy mad cow ice cream. I know it's cream. complicated. I don't even need ice cream. Okay, well, mad cow disease is the best-known prion disease. It is. And it destroys the brains and spinal cords of infected cattle. But did you know there are other... And these are infectious forms of prion diseases. Yes. The fatal familial... That's not... That's genetic. ...is not... Exactly. Yes. That would be scary if it was infectious. Other infectious forms... Scrapey yeah. in sheep Scrapey. because the sheep kind of like ha- get weird um, behaviors and they they kind of go stiff. They like you know 
move their necks weird and stuff, and then they scrape their bodies up really? against things. Like fences and shit. Yeah. Do, you know? Do they become were sheep? I They're don't already think pretty so. hairy, so I'm <laughs> not sure where. But they could become I just want a were animal in this story somewhere. Please. Well, and I think Scrapey came about when they were trying to when farmers were trying to like make k- kind of new merino merino sheep. They're trying to get the good merino wool yep. into like the more like I guess robust breeding breeds of sheep, and they yeah. started in 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 and inbreeding. Oh, and that which and, is where you just and it keep. got them disease ridden. Yep. Yeah. Ugh, and well, and weren't they feeding them? That's cows. Oh, I, I thought it happened in the sheep too. No, cows. Okay, they fed the cows. sheep cow brains and these cows sheep brains. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> switchy switch. Well, and then there was another um, disease called Kuru. Do you know about Kuru? Oh, no. bitch! Yes, I know about I Kuru. Don't know. I don't know how to spell it. Rod Kuru. K U R U. No, it's not. You've probably heard of different. it. Different. And these are in human beings. Oh, I've heard of Kuru. Yeah, Kuru's in human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannibals. Malay. Okay. Yeah, Cannibals, because you, right? you eat the yeah. brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is don't eat the brain. Don't do not Hannibal Lectern anyone ever because you can get through. <laughs> Hannibal, what's it? You mean Lecter. Hannibal Podium? I like Cannibal Podium better. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal, yeah, there you go. Right? Okay. Yes. You've done that before. Yes, is in the Malay people. Mm-hmm. That's also like New Guinea and. I'm not. Yeah, it might be. It depends. It's I because of burial practices. Kentucky. I'm just back. All right. And Kreutzfeld, Jakob disease are the ones in humans. CJD. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with cows. Well, so how do you get that one? Uh, what do you mean? Mad cow disease? No, Kreutzfeld, Jakob. It could be a result of a random mutation. Like the Is that gene. infectious? I thought it was infectious. I thought it was infectious too. Not Kreutzfeld, Jakob. I know it's a little bit confusing because all of these diseases are lumped under the umbrella transmissible spongiform encephalopathies. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Even if a lot of them are not transmissible, like fatal familial insomnia. Okay. Is that in the same Kreutz- category? Yeah. Really? It's just because the prion protein is a causative agent. What if we call them all mad cow and just make it simple? No. no. That would not make it simple. Damn it. But Kreutzfeldt-Jakob is spontaneous. It can be, yes. So Usually, it's, a, it's yes. a mutation. Yeah. It could be a mutation. Yeah, it would have to be a mutation. Okay. So it's similar, but it... Different. But the prions destroy a different different tissues in your brain than... than Probably familiar insomnia because they don't cause expert. they don't cause the insomnia. so is there is the brain you know does the brain have a sleep area there's yes. probably multiple areas that well play a role in sleep for fatal familial insomnia it's the thalamus because the thalamus uh it, it controls like hormones and those processes right yeah like, probably melatonin yeah yeah. Mm, so they just needed melatonin and they would yeah. boom, not five right milligrams. Out. There you go. <laughs> Unfortunately. You can go get a big bottle of Costco. This Some is gummies. so sad. They couldn't have. Hmm. So it, this ex- kind of explains in a very simple way uh, how the, what happens to the prions. They change shape. Mm-hmm. I feel like Carrie's dumbing it down for me here at this point. Well, I'm dumbing it down for myself. Do you want her too. to talk about ligands and no. confirmational no. fucking. No. There you go. So the abnormal prion, it changes shape, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like attaches to a healthy prion and makes it change shape too. So bad prion attacks good prion. Yep. And now they're both bad. So no, then there's really? two, yes. and then they go out, oh. 
and find a healthy oh, prion. Oh, so it's like a zombie. These are zombie prions. Sure. Right? Basically. Because they're infecting yep. the good prion, yep. and they go out and they infect more. These are yep. zombie prions. And I've it's got brains. It I can figure it out now. And on and on. Yeah, this is, this is zombie. Yep. We're going to call fatal familial insomnia zombie insomnia. 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 Good. Boom. Go. And so as the bad prions or the prions... Misfolded prions. ...spread, yeah. I mean, and they're basically killing brain cells. Damn. They kind of clump together Mm -hmm. and take up space in your brain. So that's what's happening. We have this disease. You're getting Mm -hmm. these brain cells that are in your sleepy area yes. are getting zombified or <laughs> insomnified. Well, that's yes. why they call it the spongiform encephalopathy. It physically messes up. Makes your brain your is brain like holy and stuff like yeah. that? Yes. Like the holes. Literally, Ugh. when they look at the brains, there's sponges, holes. Porous. Grody. Yep. scary. Yep. So in the case of people with fatal familial insomnia, those proteins... Bad proteins. ...go to two locations within the the brain structure, and it's the thalamus. <laughs> the thalamus is often described as the brain's switchboard. Sure. sure. Relaying signals from one region to the next. It's a good mid-20th century analogy. <laughs> I like that. We're going to need to yep. modernize that, I think. <laughs> Motherboard. Like, what the fuck's a switchboard? <laughs> Circuit board. <laughs> it's the CPU. Well, it plays a crucial role in movement, sight, and many other processes. And so Makes the... Sense. So in Silvano's thalamus, it was full of tiny little holes. Yeah. Yep. Protein holes, like in cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a cheese brain. Yes, yeah, was cheese brain. Cheese head. Yeah. He was a Green Bay Packer fan. Oh my God. I actually like the Packers. So. And they could, I mean, I guess they know they have most of the brain mapped out, right? Or a lot of the brain mapped out. So they're pretty the good spots at it. in mm-hmm. Silvano's brain, you know, that had all, lots of little holes and it turned out to be. The area that's crucial to the sleep wake cycle. We love that. Circadian rhythms, Damn. baby. So that's what causes deadly insomnia. Holes Which, in the brain. Are you going to talk about what we think the prion protein does? So zombie prions. Because no. we don't know. Don't <laughs> make holes in your sleep brain. Boom. I've dumbed it down. Now I can understand in it. In the case of FFI, yes. I don't know. Fatal familial oh, insomnia. Yeah. I do know what that is. Well, Ignacio. Insomnia. Yeah, insomnia. So Ignacio's wife, Lisi, mm-hmm. is part of this family. So she that has it, this she... gene. I don't know if she has the gene or not. Do they have any family but... data? It's like sixty-four percent have gotten it if they live to be age whatever. I don't. I never read any numbers like that. Okay. But well, can we just make them up? But no. so he's actually working to try to come up with a a cure, a cure for it, yeah, or a, you know something. Luck. Um, she wants to have kids. I don't know if they have children or not. <laughs> are you going to talk about but they are, the chances? They are doing clinical trials of new drugs. One drug, doxycycline, which um, had previously shown some promise in experiments with CJD patients. It was originally an antibiotic, which yeah. mm-hmm. that's what we've heard of it for. It seemed to stop the prions from sticking together in clumps mm. and encouraged them, you know, breaking up through the brain's natural enzymes. So it makes the zombies spread out mm-hmm. and not hang. And that'd be a big mass that could attack. Okay. All right. Well, and not make everything into change. a zombie movie. Okay. Not make the thing into a, a brain sponge. That's bad. That's what doxycycline might do. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, they're still, they're still working on it. And they're working on other things. But there's a couple of other families that I read about. One 
was an American woman of Indian descent. Her mom died at like the age of 52 in 2010, like right after she got married. The the daughter got married. And <laughs> they didn't find out. I guess that her mom didn't know that this ran in her family. Uh, and they didn't know what what had happened to her until after an autopsy. And because there's no way to truly diagnose this. Really? To diagnose it until you're dead. You need to look dead. in the brain. Yeah, they have wow. to look inside the brain. So her father called her and said... Well, well okay, I mean, are there genetic markers Unless, now? They vary that, well, I was just about to say. Well, yeah. Well, you can now do genetic yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, eventually counseling. you think they'll figure out, okay, it's this gene. That- gene, baby. I know. Her father called Sorry. her to tell her the bad news the is... prig gene. Go ahead. They did the autopsy on your mom, and uh, this is a, a genetic thing. So she was able to, she was a young woman, oh like 27, 28. This is, her, this is like her honeymoon, too. Had just gotten married. So she is no longer, oh, her husband's very so upset about So she did get tested for it. A lot of people who have family histories of this don't want to know. They don't even, really? they don't want to be tested. I don't agree with that, but hey, I it's up either. to you. It's your I would definitely want to know, but she does have the gene. So oh. she and her husband were able to do something um, do you remember what I called it, Jack? Pre-implantation diagnosis, where I'm assuming they didn't go into details, but I'm assuming in order to have a child that they knew would not have the gene, they probably did like in vitro. And so they were able to test before they implanted an embryo whether or not it had the gene. Oh, really? So, yeah, so they were able to have a baby who does not have it, for oh, sure. In a test tube. Yep. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. In well, vitro. Uh, probably I mean, not actually a test tube. I think literally a test tube until it was nine months. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. But this particular woman and her husband, oh, yeah. she had just graduated from Harvard Law School. And her husband, she hadn't taken the bar yet, I don't think. And her husband was um, some kind of engineer. And they both quit their current career tracks and they decided to dedicate their lives to finding a oh. cure for her for her disease because cool people. she has a 50-50, she has a gene. So it's not for sure that it will kill her. Oh. They basically said you have a 50-50 chance. So she immediately started auditing science classes Crying. at <laughs> school and um, became, you know, got a job in a lab and they made a, a they, uh, Founded a foundation, which sounds that's good. weird. I found a foundation. And so anyhow, that's their life's mission, and they're working on that. Do they have a Kickstarter? They did. Oddly that you say that, they did crowdfund an a early study on, what did I say, on mice? And cows. Mice. And cows. I don't remember oh, no. what exactly Sheep. it was. but So anyway, there are 40 families Known to carry the FFI gene. They're identified in a database? That we know of. Well. I'm sure there are more. Yes. This is global. Well, obviously some of them are anonymous. Yeah. Medical privacy. I don't have the names of them. We shouldn't. say we should probably dox them. (laughs) Eight German, five Italian, four American, two French, two Australian, two British, one Japanese, one Austrian, two Spain, one Netherlands. That doesn't add up to 40, so I don't know. But then also, where's the Italian? Because we know about the Italian family that had it too. 
I said. Oh, you said five yeah. Italian. I just missed that. And, that was yeah. me. And what is German? What? You said eight German. I don't I'm know. You sure tell me. That's I didn't say that. Country. I said eight German. Oh, eight German. Okay. Got it. Um, China, now, anyways. but it's okay, Carrie. Now you've told people. I mean, there are some web sleuths who are going to figure out who these people are. So no, good they're job. Not. Nice one. How? Bitch, what? Although the American woman, her mother was Indian. So. Oh, that narrows so it down. Her, her family's got to be. Give me a half an hour on the computer. I'm going to figure She's out. She's named. She's oh, not anonymous. Then, then oh, yeah. I didn't give me 20 minutes. You can read about her. One of the Australian families is named if you, <sighs> you want to read about them. Is it Paul Hogan? <laughs> no. Is it Mel no, Gibson? No, it's Kylie Minogue. Is it Kylie Minogue? No, her name's Haley something. And Haley she, Minogue? She is like a TV personality or something in, in Australia. Yeah. She and her brother both ended up having the gene. Yikes. Yeah. So it's, it's autosomal dominant Their too. Mother died. So it's a 50-50 yeah. chance. Yeah. Autosomal dominant. That's not a real word. Bitch, it's well, two real words. I feel like it is. I feel like it's dominant. So it's a dominant gene. Sure, I know that one. There it is. So it's a 50 50% yeah. chance they'll also pass it on to their offspring. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Like brown eyes. What? No. <laughs> no like Huntington's disease. <laughs> Which is another one I would want to know if I had that. Gene exactly. Right I don't know what it is. Most autosomal dominant genes, you probably want to know for that reason. Yes. It's a 50 50 chance that your child will have it. And if, especially if it's a lethal bitch. That's what they say. I want to know. Yeah. I don't know what autosomal do- dominant means. Does I it mean both parents don't have to real. have the gene? Well, correct. Yes, it means if you have one copy of the gene that okay. codes for this protein, you will have it, even if you don't. Carrie, he he could be telling us anything right now. No, as no, opposed to recessive, where that. you need two copies. Exactly, and that's what I meant. I just are there P pods involved? And autosomal <laughs> means that it's not on a sex chromosome. Oh, okay. Now we're just getting dirty. There you go. And, That's all I'll go into. Okay, no more. Yeah. <laughs> and as of 2016, there were 24 known cases of sporadic fatal insomnia. That's the worst. That's what where does you, that mean? you don't have a gene. You just, Ooh, your mutation. body mutates oh, itself. So you didn't get it genetically. Yes. You exactly, generated yes. yourself. Yeah. So it's your fault. That's yeah. That's what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Interesting, that would be huh? Bad. Which is also like... Kutzfeldt Jakob disease. So you're saying we can still get it. You could. Everybody listening right now, the whole audience, you might, you might get this. You, you, if you don't sleep tonight, you're probably gonna die. Well, sure. Twenty four cases, known cases. It's incredibly rare. It's very, very rare. Hmm. Even the fatal familial. Forty families in the whole world. Yes, that we know of. Yes, that we know of. Eight are German. Bitch, what about Hannibal Lecturn? <laughs> Where's he? He's that's when he speaks. He's eating the brains. When he does public speaking, he's <gasps> Hannibal Lecturn. When he's oh, not, yeah. don't eat the brains, Hannibal. Yeah, no, he did. He definitely did. He ate uh, um, um, Ray Liotta's brain. He absolutely did. Well, good thing Ray Liotta didn't have a transmissible SpongeBob encephalopathy. Yeah. Well, he'd be dead. Yeah, because it can take a long time, baby. It's well, a that's a frightening concept. That's a yep. terrible way to die. Yeah. There's no cure, and there's no way to destroy the... Pro- well, there is, but... Yeah. How has there not, not been a documentary on Netflix about this? Maybe there has. There. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if there is or not. There's some assholes in the history of this protein. Um, yeah. Some bad people. Maybe that's why they haven't. What are you talking what about? Mean? Like oh. the discoverers of the pro- of prions were not nice people. Really? Some of them. Nazis in the fur. No, uh, yeah. molester. 
yeah. child Jesus. predator. How does that really? He was, he, he was openly a pedophile. Yeah. What yeah. the f- I think Hell, his name was Carlton Gadgesek. I think that's yeah, his name. Something like Piece that. Of shit. So just coincidental to this research is, was led by a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but okay. there was well, a lady. Way to bury the lead. Can't remember her name. Sorry. There was a lady who was instrumental to the research, too. So let's just focus on her. We're going to call this the insomniac Although and the, the pedophile. the guy who named it, Stanley Prusiner, I don't think he was a pedophile. So there you go. No. Well, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Not everyone was a pedophile. And uh, the... The, both the Australian siblings that I told you about and the woman of Indian descent whose mom died of it and she has it, they are both participating in a study at UC San Francisco. Hmm. Hello. So they're working on it there too. Well, I cute. hope they find a cure mm-hmm. for those 40 families <sighs> and 24 people who brought it upon themselves. And said. then everybody else <laughs> brought it upon themselves. Who has any other type of... Yeah. Prion disease. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mad cow. All the CJDs. Yeah. All the, we call them mad cow diseases. All the VCJDs. Now, now oh, uh, the GSS. Sure. The, the Gershman Strassler Scheinker syndrome. <laughs> See, Carrie, Carrie I, I'm pretty sure 75% of he's making That's another stuff. familial one, too. Uh, I think it's oh, 80. really? Mm-hmm. There is an interesting documentary somewhere. I don't know where I saw <laughs> it, but it is about, I thought it was about mad cow disease in Britain. I mean, it, oh, yes, it yes, is yes, about yes, that. In the 80s. Yeah. yeah, and the the scandal yeah. of the government's response to that. It was a mess. It was very much a mess. I, and I heard the government response was led by a pedophile. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Quiet. Probably shit. Okay. And there is video of just uh, this young girl who oh, got yeah. it, and it's just yeah, awful, it's awful what happens. Yeah. It's not fun. No. Way and it's pretty much 100% note. fatal, right? Yes, I mean, it yeah, is. There's awful. literally no way. But don't eat cow brain. But the good thing about mad cow disease, there's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> well, is there is some natural immunity that people have to it. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. So it's not a hundred percent. You eat infected meat, you're going to get it and die this horrible death. Yes. Most people who eat infected meat don't get it and die a horrible death. So I, you know, that's <laughs> so go to Chipotle, got a fifty fish shot. Yes. Sponsors no, uh, Chipotle. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> See? No. But they're good at it now. It could happen at, I mean, this girl, she was, I think, like 11 or 12. Or it could happen 60 years after you ate that yes, burger. Really? The incubation period. So there are people now. now in the UK who still could come down with it Damn. from eating a burger in the 80s, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for eating a burger in England. It's, it's not, pretty not scary. Statistics, really. Yeah. It's a little bit scary to think It's about. incredibly scary. Should have had a bangers and mash. And a lot of people actually also got Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease from like um, corneal transplant. Oh, from surgical, from contaminated surgical instruments, uh, or like eating transplants. Just, some of the modern in the brain that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Carrie, Yikes. for that uplifting <laughs> question mark Ain't story of people who died from no sleep. Oh my god, from yep. insomnia. In zombie and yeah, I gotta figure that out. <laughs> Insomnia. Okay, insomnia. So thanks, Carrie. You're welcome, Dean. Bring that to us. I guess. You're welcome. Um, I feel like we have to do next week something about werewolves. I don't know why. I you feel, like feel that, that I feel way. I feel like that. And I think you're say something uplifting and. Me too. But I say that a lot, and we don't have any. <laughs> I know yeah, that doesn't so, exist here. No, there are very few. That's that's few and far between. Carrie, tell them the things. Uh, Weird World Podcast at gmail.com and on Facebook and. 
Twitter and Instagram. Oh, not Twitter. I'm sorry. Instagram and Patreon. <laughs> Weird World Pod right. is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's it. About Thank it. you. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Dee. Appreciate it. Until next time, we'll do something more uplifting or about werewolves. Werewolves. Oh, you want me to try to find an uplifting yes, story? Yes, please. That'd be great. The problem is it's going to be weird. Weird A, a weird uplifting. There's a weird that, uplifting that's a thing. thing. Okay. So, yeah, do like, it. Like this doggy named Lily right no. now. Uh, no. Okay, we're signing out. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Have fun.